0: The Podcast, I'm your host, Nathan Santo, joined as always by the Sylvester Stallone to my Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how are you doing?
1: Uh, I feel like a cobra.
0: Yeah, alright, sweet. We must have underrated Stallone movie. Oh, the man you just the man you just heard right there, that's Eric our very own. Our very own Steven Seagal, Eric you Eric, can Take that to
2: the bank. Come and come my heart out. Come and come my heart out. Eric, I just love the way you run. That's that's why yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, uh, if you really want to, if you're ever feeling really down about life and things are just going really poorly for you, uh, look up a meme, or I'm sorry, a gif of Steven Seagal doing a Russian dance. Uh, I'm, <laughs> have you seen this, Kevin? I have. It's, it's delightful. It is the most ridiculous thing you will ever see. Uh, if you I, it makes me so happy I called it a until gif. Until you
0: see how he can't dance. Yeah. Yeah, so the the thing, yeah. He, when he runs, he looks like a bird trying to
2: take off.
1: Well, he's okay, it's like flapping. He stays
2: upright and he flaps, and he's just a silly individual. If you
1: thought that Tom Cruise looked goofy running, wait until you see a larger man do the same thing. All right, let's um, let's let's get right into it, boys. The
0: Seahawks headed to Carolina in a must-win game, playing an AM game on the road on the East Coast. All the things you hate to hear if you're a Seahawks fan. Not only did they win they they looked pretty good doing it they looked the, half
1: good doing to it to the
0: point where i was like huh this is uh this is not a bad it's not a bad football team i'm into this i'm feeling good so uh let's let's get right into this. you want start offense or defense kevin you get to pick today
1: i get to pick today yes all right i want to start on a uh, um,
0: a high note we'll go with the offense all right let's get Ooh, into it Kevin says dessert first okay dessert dessert first let's get into our desserts offense offensive play this was the virtuoso performance Of one Russell, sex and sex muscle, hustle and bustle, man muscle. I don't know what do you want to say, Russell Russell Wilson. This was his. This was his magnum opus. Russell Uh, Wilson, balls of steel, gentlemen. Not only this, the team run uh, pass blocked really well. Gotta have brass balls when he was when he was not pressured in this game. Staggering sixteen for twenty two touchdowns. Like this, when he
1: was pressured, he screwed their day right up. Still,
0: yeah, he was not bad. Six for six for eleven and one hundred and forty one yards. Nicely done. Ninety nine point six NFL rating. Like he was good either way. But the,
2: the the team did what they had to do. They kept him <laughs> upright. They made deep throws. They looked great. He um, missed Jaron Brown on a throw that he had no business making, and he still <laughs> almost made it because Jaron Brown took his eyes off the ball. A little
1: too late. He just basically threw it as far up as he could and was like, "Jerry Brown's fast run under this yeah, one. He was, uh, and it was almost a play. Like you were kind of disappointed it didn't work. He had, he had no time to throw that ball. Still almost <laughs> made it. Uh, Seahawks have two receivers go over 100 yards in the same game for the first time since, what was it, 2011 or 2012? Wow. First time in a while. Actually, I did not know that stat. That's really impressive. Yeah, Lockett and Moore both had big days making big plays. They were both over 20 yards a catch. All right, let's 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 get into Russell Wilson because he was
0: so good in this game. And you, you're talking about the wide receivers, Kevin. And you talked, you said one thing. You said they threw deep. So far this season, Russell Wilson is third in the NFL in QB rating on deep throws. He's uh, attempted forty-seven deep throws and completed twenty-three of them. Seven hundred sixty-six yards, eleven touchdowns, only one pick. Uh, that is excellent excellent work from our man russ wilson he 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 had hit those deep throws he was knocking it out uh and more kevin you said more what this was like his like uh, was this a breakout performance
1: for him uh, i don't know if it was a breakout because he had a couple other big performances i think this was more uh he had a few big weeks in a row and then he faded and this was sort of going this is not a flash in the pan this is what this player is and he had he had a big day Four catches on five targets, 103 yards, and a touchdown. He had two long receptions. 54 yard pass, moved the change twice. Yeah, Uh, he had the 54 yarder, and he had the touchdown. And can I can I say something complimentary
0: to Tyler Lockett really quick though? Please five, do five catches, five first downs. I'll praise Tyler Lockett. He moves the chains. Tyler and five Lockett catches
1: on five targets too, When we're, he takes hits. We're, we're, so much efficiency. We're, we're
0: christening a nickname now. Tyler Lockett's mover of chains. First of his name. He he is the my my uh, my new favorite person in the entire world. Doug. He also moves the chains. Five catches to two first downs. Uh, only thirty nine yards. We they used Doug in the uh, kind of short to intermediate pass game. A lot of slot for Doug in this game. He took most of his snaps
1: in the slot against uh, Captain Munderlin for a good portion of the game. They, which
0: man, we got a. I didn't expect to get a heavy dose of Corn Elder. But we got a heavy
1: dose of. Did you, do you elder. love after you got last all week's the game? Corn Elder, you could handle. After
2: last week's podcast, we were making fun of his name, and then the announcer said it like twenty times, and I was I was tickled all game.
1: The Seahawks' offense was feasting on Corn Elder. Oh, <laughs> uh, corn Elder,
0: Corn Elder was targeted three times, gave up fifty four yards, had like a thirty nine point nine Pro Football. Security. But Kevin, you're right. Captain Munterlin was like the guy they were just going after. Captain Munderland was targeted 10 times, 7 receptions, 127 yards. And you know what I love about this? Is that he's really
1: old and they knew we were faster? They
0: saw a weakness and they didn't say, oh, we got to establish the run. Oh, we're going to run. About-. They said, we are going to attack this weakness. We are coming straight after Captain Munderland. We don't care if we have to throw. We're going to throw. Let's just throw it. We use the outside pass. It represented kind of a shift in philosophy, but their secondary was... It's, Worse than advertised. Like, I was, like, expecting it to be bad, and it was that.
2: Well, if you notice, the Carolina Panthers are kind of preying on what the Seahawks have done all year. Nathan, you just said, you know, trying to uh, establish the run and continue to establish the run, which, honestly, uh, last year we weren't doing. You know, we were complaining about that. It kind of seems like we can't be happy. But in this situation, if you notice, like, they would bring in, in, like, an extra defender whenever Russ would – You know, come to the line like after he'd make his initial reads. And I feel like that's why we didn't use Doug a whole lot. But it, like Kevin said, it did allow us to attack the outside quite a bit. And we stuck. I I don't know if this is Russ or I don't know if this is Schottenheimer, but I really liked how in the second half we always make those adjustments. And Russ, he, he attacked all the right places in the second half.
1: Oh, I have a couple of things about that. So one of them is you're sitting there going, okay, we didn't just establish a run. We had 24 running back carries still. Yeah. Like we didn't like... What I like is... We didn't focus on making sure that we ran the whole time, but we also didn't completely abandon it. So that was a nice balance. But did you hear the story about uh, yeah, communication?
0: It, it didn't allow them to just like put extra guys in the secondary, which they, you can't do that against us. Like Chris yeah, Carson, because Carson will just run you over. Chris Carson will yeah. run, run you. Break your face mask. Yeah, exactly.
1: Did you? Uh, so did you hear about the communication issues? I did not. So for the entire first half, they went through something like four or five headsets because they were having issues with the uh, radio communication between Schottenheimer and Russell Wilson. He couldn't hear the calls and everything, clearly. And so for the whole first half, they were having a lot of trouble communicating. They fixed it during halftime, fixed the uh, headset inside of the helmet. And for the second half, Schottenheimer was in his ear. And the second half offense looked like a completely different maybe, team.
2: Maybe I'm giving a little too much because uh, I was I was trying to see like you know this this Carolina Panthers defense. It's still you know it's still coached by Ron Rivera and this they have some other no, players. Bad. Oh, yeah, they're, they're still bad. <laughs> but they, it was funny like they were they were making adjustments, but maybe they were just like oh. Russ is having trouble with splits. Well their defensive their think defensive
0: ends are good at like so there's a thing you can do to cheat a little bit against a uh, zone read, which is that you can like kind of play both, but you have to be really good to pull it off. And these defensive ends will work doing and Julius it. Julius Peppers is still and, a freak. And Julius Peppers is like four four thousand foot I love arms. That guy. So he just like sticks his giant arms out and he can he can make he can kinda play both, which makes it really hard to zone read against this team. Uh, so something to kind of look at in the future is maybe like are these guys that that have the the raw ability to kind of cheat? On the zone, read a little bit. Yeah, the Davion Clownies. and, and I think like Russ goes to the line in the first half, and he sees the read. Right, he sees the read that says I'm supposed to run, and maybe, maybe in the second half, Schottenheimer's in his ear, going, "No, this is still a pass. Like you still want to pass in this situation because because it definitely did look like it, it tipped in that direction a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, and I t- and if you look at if you switch now from like that piece to a little bit of a different type of evidence, there are three situations that were really interesting passing situations. So three deep passes that were big-time hits. Uh, Third quarter, one of the earlier drives in the third quarter, it was third and 12, and there was that deep pass down the sideline to Moore that set up one of the early scores in the third quarter. So on third and 12, instead of going for the first down, it was launch it down the sideline, let the wide receiver make the play. Uh, Fourth and three, uh, with 3.26 left in the fourth quarter, that was a fourth down play. That touchdown pass to Moore on the one hander in the end zone. Again, not going for the first down, but attacking did they go, the outside did they use secondary play
0: action on that play too. Uh,
1: I believe there was play action yeah, on that. Which is, is a beautiful time we, to use it.
0: We have like we are our, our efficiency on play action plays is literally, literally insane. Like eight, uh, like eighty-seven play action plays this year. Sixty-three completions, nine touchdown, one interception. Best NFL rating in the league. on It's play because we plays. can actually run the ball this year and yeah. run it convincingly. people, people are. People are scared. Like, they've stacked the box against us. They're like, we don't want to get, we don't want to give up 200 rushing yards like other teams have.
1: Well, and then uh, the pass to Lockett, one minute left in the fourth quarter that set up the uh, red zone opportunity of the field goal to win the game, that was on third and five. So that's, these are third and fourth down passes where instead of just trying to move the sticks and playing it conservative, we went, no, we're really good at the deep pass. Their corners are not good enough to do something about it. This is our chance to shut them down. And we did it. We, Uh, Russ put the ball where it needed to go. The wide receivers made a play. And I think you both hit on something that's really important. Defenses are tempted to stack the box because now we're known for running the ball. We've established that very well. I think they still are not respecting our outside receivers. I think the lack of a big name there is not getting the clout that maybe they should. Because Lockett has been incredibly efficient. Yeah
2: also um i i like the the chances we took uh that third and five to lock it yeah pick some shots yeah and we we all kind of said it in the in the game thread the the touchdown to more <laughs> i was like i don't like that call russ but it worked
1: well i think uh brian uh Egger's double on twitter said it really well this is the game that a couple months ago we lost Oh, yeah! You know, uh, first couple of weeks of the season, this is the exact same kind of game that we lost to Chicago, that we lost to Denver. And it shows how a young team is kind of coming together. It shows how has changed as a play caller. We weren't taking those shots in the first couple of weeks. If we had taken a couple of deep shots like this, those early outcomes could have been different. And
2: this was a game where actually Russ, you know, he had his most prolific passing game of the season, right? In this game? Over 300 yards, 339 yards. Yeah, he had yards. a huge
1: that? game. Uh, uh, 339 yards, 10.9 yards per attempt. Only sacked twice, despite going deep. Well, that's, I will
2: say, some of the last two games, the sacks he's taken, I'm a little proud of him. He's not running 20 yards back anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: he's literally one, just he, let he, let him. Had one, he had one of those this game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess
1: I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. stroke him too much. <laughs> uh, the I would say the worst sack, though, was uh, the one that was down kind of in the shadow of our own goalpost when a Fetty just didn't block anybody. Yeah. There were no. some adjustments to the right side of the line for the blocking scheme in the second half. Uh props to Solari who or whoever did that. But there were adjustments to the blocking scheme on the right side, and we closed holes that were there. Effetti and Fluger struggled in the first half and played really well in the second half. Well,
0: I, I feel like the second half the whole offensive line was just kinda clicking, you know. The, yeah, I agree. There's some in, there was some like um so, yeah, just the, the pass
2: blocking has held up really good all season, proving that this was a cable problem. On uh, the first half, Fluker was getting picked on by, uh, oh, not Bobby Wagner. What's his name? Luke Kuechly. Thank you very much. And uh, I felt in the second half like they, they plugged the holes enough. keekley still got in there a few times, but they didn't budge on him.
1: And Russ got the ball out pretty fast. I felt like they ran some really nice routes where Russ could get rid of the ball in about two and a half seconds, but it would be to somebody who was already like eight yards downfield. Or I think we also used some pretty clever plays like there was like a middle screen to Vanette that took advantage of their blitzing that they were doing because they're running a really aggressive blitz scheme to try and throw Russell Wilson off. And I think a couple of those plays uh, coming out in the second half did a really good job of burning the defense and really making them shy away from some of that aggressive blitz package. You know, I have
0: I have the win blitzed stats. Do you want know to? I, I would were, love to hear that. ten completions on sixteen attempts. Sixty two point five percent completion percentage. That's good for nine point eight yards per attempt. They did get both of their sacks on blitz plays, so I mean that's that's a thing. But but they also got burned hard. Yeah, that's a, if if someone threw a ninety five point one rating on you and you blitzed every play, you'd lose. Because because you're going to get up too many yards.
2: It's not all sunshine on the river on the riverboat, fellas.
1: Well, that's the other thing, though, is if you heard that those were not like. <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> I got just... him. <laughs> yeah, he got me to laugh really hard. Oh, that those at were. <laughs> I loved it. Those they, they were not just these like super safe quick dump offs either. You heard that it was over nine yards per attempt on those uh, on those blitz plays, which means that they were getting they weren't just getting hit for like. You know, two yards dump off to uh, Mike Davis. These were catch and runs by Vanette. There were two of them that moved the chains. These were quick passes to Doug Baldwin that moved the chains. Yeah, I I have nothing. Like getting a first down against a blitz is really disheartening for a defense. This was a great offensive
0: performance. I mean... Carson had it when he had to have it. When we needed a couple yards, he was able to bust through and get oh, it. Oh, that hurdle. Um, never
1: do that again, please. Yeah, no. But, my God, that was a beautiful... Never do that again, please. Did you hear that his mom called him? And told him not his, to do it again. His mom told him not to do it again. She says she had a heart attack. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break something. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, I, as soon as you see him land, you're like, if he blows out something in his leg on that landing, the fact that he landed on his feet and took off running afterwards... Well, and then he he, had, he put his hand down, like...
2: I saw a guy break his arm in that during doing like coming off a of dunk in high school, like landing on his on his feet and putting his arm down. Like, just stop. Just and between it,
1: between their
0: t- defensive tackles who are good and Keekly, it's really hard to run in the middle of this team. So they, I like that we work the outside. You know, like Carson had six left tackle runs, which is a lot for him. Usually he's running between the tackles. So I thought that was like a really nice idea to kind of just look at the offense a different way, try to get guys loose. Um, six rushes for 40 yards off of left tackle. I don't know. Just a, it's, It was like a really smart uh, performance. Especially
1: in the second half. It was one of those. It kind of reminded me of that whole, you know, we're a second-half team. Got to make those adjustments. Well, this time we really did. And in the second half, we were a hell of an offense. Yeah.
0: The Oh, man. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. I know it's not hard to outsmart
1: uh, Norv Turner and, and Ron Rivera, but I'm still happy about it this is the coaching job in this game is something we haven't seen in the last few years and in that way it was really nice yeah there's every once in a while like the passing offense would look really great but like
0: the run offense would be straight doo-doo and like not decent like it was in this game uh that was the that was the old seahawks way all right let's uh let's, let's get into the defense, defense. Let's all right some, let's get our vegetables guys can um. i give you uh i want to
1: give you one point of frustration
0: uh, Why has Nair Jones been inactive for so many weeks? Just one? Okay, I want
1: to give you two points of frustration. Because <laughs> he had 19 snaps and he was excellent. In oh, Naz them. Jones is really good, and the NFL rules on active rosters are dumb. Yeah, okay, give me the other one, though. Uh, so, how many fumbles did Carolina have, you guys? Like five. Uh, it was five. How many did we recover? Zero. 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 Yeah, this so game that, would have wait, looked so see, different. Did you see like Naz on the post game?
2: You see Naz on the post game? Yes. <laughs> Where he's like, I know you guys are always looking to get the turnovers, and, and today they had something like five, and Naz just interrupts Paul so He's like, so many! Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, dude, and they were going after the ball. Trey Flowers was going after the ball. Um, the defensive line was getting in there, getting a paw on it, and we knocked it out. We just couldn't recover it, and think about how much different this game would have been with, like, two more turnovers. This could have easily route. been a blowout instead of a close win. So... Uh, as I get ready to lambase the defense for a poor performance, just keep in mind that this could have looked much different, and they did do well enough.
0: Okay, uh, let's start. I'm going to start with let's start um, with the lack of pack r- pass rush. Okay, <laughs> well, that's a great place to start. Lack of pass rush. Zero sacks, only eight pressures. We have talked in the past about Zero QB hits, too. Just, yeah, we just can, put that we out talked there. In, yeah, and we talked before the podcast, Cam Newton is awesome when you don't pressure him. Cam Newton is so good if you can't get any pressure on him. Well, guess guess what? Like no no surprise here. Twenty-five Cam for thirty had a great <laughs> for 256. 833 two percent Ridiculous. completion percentage. Like oh, the, the, man. Cam Newton rules if you don't pressure him. Like you gotta get dudes in his face. You have to make him uncomfortable. And they just didn't get. He was any still the second pressure. best
1: quarterback in this game, though. Yeah, but it's just like <laughs> that was a
0: that was a really good Cam Newton performance. In where we're throwing fortunate. the football, he was amazing. Kevin, in the six pass attempts where he was pressured, only six two for six 2.8 yards per attempt he sucked the key to this game was getting pressure on Cam Newton and we just could not do it
1: it's one of those things where it really highlights the fact that outside of Clark we don't have anybody who can consistently generate pass rush so if he doesn't have like if he did, if he has an off game or if he's just not effective on a given day then our pass rush is basically goes into the toilet with him not not effective was a good way to describe Frank Clark's game i like frank clark you know he's a
0: good football player but two two hurries one missed tackle one run stop like this is not a great frank clark performance it's a he was a very average football player he was a very ordinary football player in the in this pedestrian game. uh the um, My favorite was the last play of the game, though. I, w- I looked at the play set, and then before the play started, I was like, Jacob Martin, you better get me a-, a pressure right now, and he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he was like, he came rushing around the edge. I was like, yeah, that's my boy right that there.
1: That was like one of two <laughs> plays where you're like, the pass rush just severely impacted this entire play. Well, I mean... He killed on that play. And that, I mean, that that was a perfect
0: example of, like, when Cam Newton's under pressure, Cam Newton got pressured and he folded. He folded he <laughs> on that play. That's what happens. He's just not really good when he's hes put in that situation, which is weird because is he really afraid to get hurt? He's a giant. It's just weird. It just weirds me out. Okay, now I know a lot of people are
2: going he, to say... Historically, when the Seahawks have pressured him, like, in the playoff game that we beat them in, he was freaking out. I'm sorry, we didn't beat them. We... We came back to almost beat them. Remember, he in the yes. second half he didn't have anything, and he was he was losing his mind on the. Oh, sideline. in the
1: thirteen to nine game, he was in full pouty-pout oh. mode. Wow, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, on.
2: it's okay.
0: But like a lot of people are going to say, like Christian McCaffrey killed us in this game. Christian and McCaffrey did kill us. He, in this he game. killed us. I think he killed us a lot worse in the run game than he did. in the Seventeen
1: past game for one twenty
0: five on the ground. The run game is brutal. They needed to, to be honest with you, I'm glad they didn't. But they needed to hand him the ball quite a bit more. He was making tacklers miss. He there were there was real real struggles for the Seahawks. Our
1: weak side linebacker was a sieve. Mingo could not get a hand yeah, on him. Mingo Calitro so they it did took, not matter. Yeah, and then the Calitro, and then they went ahead and they're like, okay, fine, we'll put a fifth defensive back in there. We put Delano Hill. Delano Hill couldn't do crap either it was just I, our best tackler on the right side was Trey Flowers how many run stops did Trey Flowers have and get 5 that is a lot of run stops it kind of like, salvaged good a, on him but kind of salvaged
0: a day of his that i thought was like just ho hum but then re, when i rewatched it i was like wow he he did have 5 really important run stops and like did not allow – he did something our cornerbacks are really good at which is just not allowing a ton of stuff after the catch uh, they they for some reason like just get destroyed on drag routes. They just like guys just run away from them. And we talked about this before the podcast because Kevin
1: is like yeah, these this guys is a are a big point of contention. These,
0: these guys run fast forties, but I mean dudes on the field just run away from them consistently and it's just really frustrating for me you to You watch, watch them in
1: the open field and they can chase people down from behind. You watch them if they have to run if they have to cover the run and they're going sideline to sideline and they have the speed to close, close out. Close out plays, yeah. But then you watch them against a drag route. You watch them in coverage, and they always seem like a step and a half slow. I agree. And it's like, is it a technique thing? Is it like just a when play it, speed issue? What's see, going on?
0: Whenever you see Shaq look like he is running super hard, he just like runs full speed into the guy and gets a, like, that, like that pass interference in the end zone. Or like I'm the just, touchdown
1: when he just fell down. I'm like, come on, dog. He goes to make the cut, and his cleat just comes out from under him. He falls down, <laughs> and it was a touchdown catch for uh, uh, Curtis Samuel, who is not a very good wide receiver. DJ, like we should not be getting burnt. Curtis Samuel should never be wide open like that. DJ Moore had a hell of a game. I mean, he was very, DJ Moore's a really athletic, he was receiver, very productive. Eight
0: receptions, ninety-one yards. Uh, not they didn't allow him to get anything after catch, which kind of saved it from being too too bad. Um, but he's a chain mover, four first downs. I thought, like I said, that Carolina played pretty good on offense, and our defense had had a, had a tough day. It was a real struggle for us to to get going in in this game. That Brad
1: McDougal pick was really good.
0: Concentration, man. That that is focus because he's ha- he was not having a great game at that point. You know he's he's given up five receptions. He gave up the big reception, fifty one yard reception to Christian McCaffrey. That was his assignment. And that was after he, last week
1: when he gave up the big touchdown reception
0: to like the but, fifth string tight end. But I mean he does not he does not quit. He is he stays focused and then he gets put in a position like that where he has to make a, a great play and he does he does pulls it off. It was an awesome play by. By him, uh, Bobby had great nine tackles, three run stops, a good, a good solid Bobby Wagner game.
1: If we can get another linebacker in there with Bobby, that's going to make a big difference. He did give up like one decent, if KJ decent chunk. If KJ catch. comes back, if Michael Kendricks, uh, I think he comes back this week or next. Uh, I don't it's know. December. He's allowed to
0: practice with the team, but I don't know when he can actually play.
1: Uh, the The last article I said is he comes back next week. December. you say next December
0: tenth. Okay. okay,
1: so against Minnesota. Correct. Uh,
0: okay. So, but he played. He's played great when he's been in the game. So yes, I, it would be an it would be a big boost to, for him to be the uh, the other linebacker in there. I mean, there was a, a healthy dose of Delano Hill playing linebacker in this game because they were desperate. And I thought Delano Hill, not bad. I thought Delano Hill not, was our
1: best weak side linebacker in this game. Not slim pickings. Bad.
0: I thought he he had two. Uh, tackles. He had a run stop. I thought he played pretty good for a guy who only played
2: 13 snaps. For a guy who you don't expect him to see him there, I think he did fine. It's, I think the big I mean, thing is were, Austin
1: Calitro shouldn't be on a football field.
2: Calitro <laughs> was on the struggle bus
0: in this game. Only 20, 20 snaps, but he was... Um, obvious that's oh. just our depth though
2: that's why he's on the field
0: He has he just weirdly like washed out of plays where he just you know he's like in the right spot kind of but then he just gets all of a sudden he's just not involved in the play anymore it's
1: one cut and he's not in the play anymore uh by the way dear person who called us out in the preseason for saying that calitro shouldn't be on the field uh we stand by our statement yeah i mean i said that we needed more linebackers because if Sha- if shaquille griffin or
0: Austin Griffin. yeah, Shaquille Griffin, or Austin are the answer at linebacker. We are in trouble, and I completely stand by that statement. It's been trouble
1: every time they've to- been the answer to the point
0: where like they have not let Shaquille Griffin on the field to play defense since the first game. Shaquille, yes, Shaquille,
1: sorry, yeah, they Af- they they watched the him against they watched him against Denver, and they're like, that's enough. That's that's good. We'll, we'll, we'll put this one back in the oven. Yeah, need we'll, some seasoning. We'll go. We'll, we'll come. Back, we'll try this one again next. <laughs> maybe
2: we'll maybe we'll <laughs> see him this this week against the Niners. Who knows? Uh, uh, hey, looking at our if we're up by twenty seven, maybe it's possible. Looking at our defense, though, if you said you wanted to give McCaffrey credit on the run game, which he deserves, if you look at teams that give us fits. Uh, attacking schemes to give us fits. It's the run game coupled with the running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. To be honest... If If you look at the Chargers, they do that very well. They have Gordon who can do both, but usually it's Eckler catching. This time it's McCaffrey doing both, and I feel like it left our linebackers who are under...
1: Talented. I don't mean to be a dick. It's kind of Bobby and dudes. It's Bobby yeah, it's and Bobby the dudes. and dudes, 100. But it, and I feel like sometimes the whole defense is Bobby and the dudes. and some of those this guys was a Bobby and the dudes game.
2: Some of those guys can't. They don't know where to be in the in the position of you know switching between where McCaffrey McCaffrey or players like that are going to be, and that's why I think it wreaked havoc. Yeah, that's what
1: Mingo can't do. Like this was this was what hey man, Mingo that guy's can't supposed do. supposed
2: pass rush and look pretty. On he the can the do sideline. a little bit of everything.
1: Um, if you have to have him cover, you can, if you want to rotate him between strong side and down and like down lineman, you can do that. If he has to be put on a tight end for a minute, he can hold his own a little bit. He's very athletic. But this was a game of just exposing him. You want to talk about finding a matchup that's a bad matchup and exposing it over and over and over again? That's what Carolina did. Know. They just yeah. they, whenever they saw him on
0: the field, they're were like, "We're going to run a run play in that direction." Unless they see
1: Calitro and then they went after him instead. A
0: little fast, dude. The, the okay, let's let's uh, let's 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 look uh, big big picture at this game though. This was a playoff a game mouse. on the road, right? Like w- both teams were absolutely in we got to win this game mode.
1: Especially Seattle, I on, think.
0: On the road and we came out with a victory. So a lot of people have this week spent this week kind of um I wouldn't say crowning but like saying like the Seahawks are our playoff team. Um they jo- they've joined us on the uh, Seahawks are a fringe playoff team train. Do you do you guys are you guys still all in on the so weighted DVOA says we have seventy four point three percent chance. Did this did this kind of solidify us as like we are now basically in or are you guys still nervous about Minnesota, nervous about Kansas City, nervous that nine and seven is in our future?
2: Um, I don't I don't want to crown this team yet. I'm still but they are who we thought they were. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that, Kevin. I feel <laughs> like I still have low expectations for the season only because I want to be realistic. I feel like it's likely and that we should make the playoffs. I feel like if we get in the playoffs, we should win our first game. Beyond that, I don't know. We're not there yet. But looking at this schedule, we have to take care of business against San Francisco, San Francisco, Arizona, and of course, Minnesota, which kind of looks like the challenging game. But I feel like when you look at that game, it shouldn't be challenging. I don't feel like they're as good as Carolina. And we handled Carolina. And if we can't beat San Francisco twice, exactly. And this this is where we're at in the season now. It used to be like, well, they just they have to beat the Packers now, okay. And don't forget, they have to beat the Panthers. Now we're at a point for me, and I think a lot of Seahawks fans, if they lose any of these four games that we were talking about upcoming. That, just those just those four games. The easy wins. Yeah, the easy wins. They are massive disappointments, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair to put that on the Seahawks.
1: I think the big thing to think about with Minnesota is their offensive line is a big problem, and we get them at home. Our defensive line at home should be able to get enough pressure right. against a really bad offensive line. That we should be able to counteract the fact that their receivers will be open. That's all day. the thing. We just played because their really, receivers are good enough to be open. We all just day.
0: played a pretty bad offensive line and could not get any pressure on the road. Out. I just, it's scary. You know what I mean? It's scary when you see a team underperform like that against an offensive line that you don't really the scouting. The scouting you did didn't make you respect it at all, right? I agree. Like, yeah. After I was done scouting Carolina, I was like, well, their offensive line's trash. Their defense is secondary is trash, and I mean the. One of those things
1: bared out in the game. Their secondary was trash. But we should have been able to get more pressure than we did. I agree with that. I think I think the difference is being at home is going to make a big difference there. Yeah, we do seem to
0: to rush the passer better at home. I, I completely I agree. also
1: think having that s- slight change where we should have at least one of KJ and Ke- uh, and Michael back uh, will make a difference at the linebacker and what we can do there. All right, Kevin. I think it's time for those Twitter questions. We got some cues. Let's give them some A's. All right, <laughs> let's get let's, let's get in the, let's get those A's in. We there. We got a piece of A for these cues. Okay. Um, so we've already addressed what we think about uh, Minnesota. Uh, pass rush is a big issue. Eggers double. We 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 was thinking like you was thinking, bro. Um, yeah, the, the, we're lucky that next year is such a pass rush deep draft.
0: Because even need even in the third, even if we take a pass rusher in like the second or third round, you know we pick up a second round pick somehow by trading back in the first round, or or just wait till the third round. The guy we get could be like a like the Raiders, Maurice Hurst is their best pass rusher this year, and they picked him up super late. It could be like that
1: level of You're just a guy with a heart condition that everyone avoids for six <laughs> rounds. But the, but, in, but in this in this draft, it won't it won't be like yeah, that, man. right? You know yeah, what? I the, I keep talking about it. this is like when we picked up Lockett because everyone liked the other receivers more. We're gonna have like a three technique defensive tackle that is like 10 pounds lighter than you want and he's going to drop seven rounds or something because of it and you just pick him up at like in like the fifth or whatever i know we won't do it
2: but i really just side note really want like a plus cornerback and then two pass rushers and then we can draft all the extra tight ends we want <laughs>
1: uh so really um gavin paul mike and matthew are all asking the same thing And that's really our concerns about cornerback. Uh, You know, should we pick up a corner? What do we think Shaquille Griffin's ceiling is? Or what do we think he is this year? Uh, Do we think we need to sign a cornerback or draft one? And who do we think is better, Trey Flowers or Shaquille Griffin right now?
0: Let's start with this. The mantra of this team is what, Kevin? What's the the next mantra? No. Always what? Compete. Always compete. Okay, and right now... For the third, first three cornerbacks, there is less than no competition on the roster. Okay, so th- these guys don't have to compete for their jobs at all. Uh, I don't think that there's any way that Flowers, Griffin, and Coleman are being challenged by the guys who are currently on the roster. So not a big Nico Thorpe believer he, there. I love Nico Thorpe. Easy, 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 easy <laughs> dude. But <laughs> but he is not a <laughs> cornerback. He is a special teams player, Gunner, and he is excellent at his job. He's First a name
1: leader. Gunner, last name Slinger.
2: And he also says easy a lot. Gunslinger. So the Tornico himself. <laughs> right, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So I I absolutely am like I scouted I've scouted the uh the the top cornerback for me and that fits the Seahawks bill at least that that might be there when we actually pick. There's better cornerbacks in this draft, but like Greedy Williams, I've watched a lot of his stuff. And, I'd say Greedy uh, Williams and Travon
1: Diggs are probably the two best corners in the draft.
0: Yeah, but Greedy Greedy Williams might be actually be available when we draft. So that's that's kind of my thing. Um, but I wouldn't mind dipping into free agency if that's what the team feels like they need to do. The thing about free agency is it can get expensive. So, you got to be careful. And we got to pay a quarterback soon. And we have to pay Russ. We have to pay Frank. Um, But I mean, if we want to go out and get like, you know, Morris Claiborne or, you know, Vontae Davis or just some guy who's like medium to try to like push, make sure that we beat some kind of baseline performance, put a floor on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm A okay with that. That's fine with me. There, there's not a lot of super exciting. How much does a guy uh, like that cost? Unrestricted free agents. I mean, probably. For like, for like Vontae Davis. Well, he walked off the field, so he's probably never playing again. But like, yeah, if we go for like Jason McCourty, it's going to cost us like three to five million dollars. Like not. Well, Mo no Claiborne. I mean, we, we but we can go. We can go big. Like we can go try to get Ronald Darby. But I don't want to pay Ronald Darby twelve million dollars a year. No, Oops. if we want to do that, He's... we could
1: have just kept uh Sherman who knows the system. I mean, or like Bryce
0: Callahan's gonna be a free agent as well. Maybe we pay him like I wouldn't mind paying him like seven million dollars. He makes I American love, car parts. I love the Bears defense. So I mean I getting hear. going out and getting like Bryce Callahan would be would be something I'm for. I mean, here's the thing. We need more we need to bring in secondary guys to compete because who's the leading interception guy on the Seahawks for this season right now? Earl Thomas. Yeah, it's still Earl Thomas. He hasn't played in like eight weeks so, so it's, there's a there's Am, a are we, but if we get back to, back to the Super Bowl
1: yeah
0: yeah so we,
2: we I just <laughs> I <laughs> come on come on it's early uh, you made me say Earl Thomas I had to talk to Bowl all right so. anyway we're we're gonna you know we're Anywho. gonna I
0: wouldn't mind competing for these guys like Bashad Breerland or these mid-level free agents or if the Seahawks really feel like he's worth it you know going out there and getting a Ronald Darby and saying like yeah we're gonna we're gonna to you know Back up the money truck to Ronald Darby's house, and, and that will unfold as we get closer to free agency, though, because we have a lot of cap room next year—fifty-five million. We 55 do $55 million. Yeah.
1: I'm with you on this one, though, uh, Nathan. That I think this would be a good draft to do that thing where maybe you trade back. So if we end up drafting somewhere around twentieth, we make it. We sneak it the back end of the playoffs. Uh, we draft somewhere around twentieth. We slide back into the early second round. Pick up like a fourth or a fifth with it. Um, I could see spending.
0: Yeah, losing that second round pick. Thanks, Jeremy Lane. is is uh, not not um, my favorite thing. Not ideal because a this second round s- will be a
1: great place yeah, to pick it, up a corner.
0: It's just not the. It's not a good season to be missing a draft pick because both of the positions we want, we all are in agreement. Are deep cornerback and passer and defensive Pass line, especially edge, is is super deep this season, and it'd be nice to have more top flight picks. And it's
1: where we need players. Yeah. I could see us making a deal to pick up a draft pick too. I think that Frank Clark's gonna end up with a franchise tag. I think he knows it too. Yeah, he's already said that he's fine with it basically. Yeah, and he's
0: like he's already been like, yeah, it's cool. I'll take I'll take 15 million guaranteed or whatever the pass rusher, the edge uh franchise tag is. Yeah, and if he's
1: not franchised, then he's gonna have an extension. But either way, I think that uh right now we'll be keeping him for next year. I don't see us starting the season without him. Yeah. Um so yeah,
0: that's that's my take on cornerbacks. Um, who do I think's better, Trey Flowers or Shaquille Griffin, right now? If, I, if you made me pick one to keep forever, I'd pick Trey Flowers. Who do I think is better right now is a really hard question. Flip a coin. But yeah, Trey, Flowers, Trey Flowers has had less time to develop as a corner and is already playing basically as good.
2: Well, if you're looking at who started the season well and who's closing the season well, it's two different people. And I don't, I'm don't. i not against Shaq Griffin, but the first three weeks of the season, we were like, man, we're so happy to have him. And now it's like, this guy can't. This guy can't make a cut. Yeah, this I guy's think he's regressed. Down. I think that's the thing. He's regressed. Or he's just kind of come back down to average. I mean, an average, you guys know the school teachers, averages the highs and the lows somewhere in the middle. And that's Shaq Griffin right now. And
0: Shaquille, if I look at Shaquille Griffin's like individual uh, defensive grades from the season, they're just, yeah, you're right. It's like a... There's highs, high highs, and there's low lows. But the the thing is, is on on the whole, I think it's been slightly below average on the season. You know, like he had a really good game in week two, and had a, a couple other really good games early season. But he got burned against the Rams, he got burned against the Packers, he got burned against the Chargers. Like he's had,
1: and I think it's on some, tape. People know how to burn him now, people, and those are
0: good passing attacks too. Yeah, I mean, and it's just. So it makes me think that how much of his success last year was the fact that you could just throw the other way. You know, like, once Sherman got hurt, there was just nothing on the other side of the field to stop you from just throwing at Byron Maxwell all the time. You know what I mean? And not that not that he was, like, super, super bad, but he was very mediocre, and you could always complete the ball against Maxwell. He just wasn't going to give up extra yards. So, it's...
1: So, it's like ours this year? I was going to yeah. say.
0: it's now, now, I think Shaquille might be trending in that direction. I... I don't know. And if I have to hear him sing that Sunset Chevrolet jingle one more time, <laughs> I think I might come on. to the real <laughs> reason for the hate. Who, who has better hair? Who cares? Like I'm done with this commercial. Like and okay, look, can we talk about football commercials for a minute? Because I just have to rant. I need to do this, this the, the, worst. Worst. Right, the world needs to know. This
1: is a good transition into okay. the 49ers game. Okay, so football
0: commercials, they do this thing where they show the same seven commercials over and over and over again, and they all changed they all change after Thanksgiving to like holiday ads. I like already, the Russell
1: Wilson one where he's,
0: like, dishing you
1: up your, no, that like, one,
0: sausage? That one's not even that bad. The one, the Amazon Singing Boxes commercial. <laughs> I think that the next time I see that commercial, I'm going to go to Amazon headquarters and, like, punch someone. Like, I I don't know if I can take it anymore. And then the... So There's a lot of people to
2: punch, my friend.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they're probably all, like... Weaselly little nerds that I can just uh, get in their face. On and the bright like, side, there's all who also made skillet. this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me,
1: and then you can go to Skillet on the way home. This is a really good trip. Okay,
0: then then that <laughs> Verizon commercial with the with the with the drumming. The dun, 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 dun. Oh man, if I did that commercial too, I'm about to go to my local Verizon store and be like, who made this commercial? Tell me. I need to know because it's just like
1: oh, like time a- cop for commercials. Oh
0: man, this is what watching <laughs> what Red, this is what stuff? watching Red Zone has done to me. I spend two weeks not watching Red Zone and I'm
1: already losing my mind. Like, <laughs> See, and all I get to hear is all the, uh, it's Capital One Bowl season. Most wonderful time. Oh, man. And I'm good. I'm good. A
0: sub, a sub above, Kevin. How many, how many Jer- Since I watch college football now, <laughs> how many Jersey Mike commercials have we been subjected to this football season?
1: I really am good at tuning out commercials. Oh, and Kevin hates Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is dumb. Kevin, it's a sub above. It's a okay? Sub above. It is. Uh, that, I'm not sure what it's above. And here's but the thing: let's loop something.
0: this. Let's loop this back to Seahawks cornerbacks. Seahawks cornerbacks right now, we don't have any subs above. Okay, we we only, yeah. our, our subs below. Our subs are not good. Okay, so our subs below. Um, our outside yeah. game. To, to answer Jersey the questions, likes. I think I'll go Trey Flowers. We need to bring in a cornerback to challenge these guys. Even if e- the the ideal is that the 23 year old players step it up and play great. Yeah, because they both have high ceilings. That's my platonic ideal.
1: They have excellent physical talent, and the worst thing that could happen is what we get to trade either Coleman or somebody for something. Like, if you have a talented corner, look around the NFL, you can trade him for something. So, that that's my thing. My my
0: ideal would be, yeah, we sign Brashad Breland, and we don't need him at all, and we trade him for a third-round pick, like, right into the beginning of the season. The, that's, like, the worst-case scenario. It's, it's not that bad. So... I don't know. Um, that's, that's what I think we should do. Always compete. That's the mantra. Always compete.
1: Make them compete. Hey, when we don't compete, we have bad football seasons. Look All at the right. last couple. San Francisco 49ers, 28th in DVOA, 29th on offense, 23rd on defense, 28th on special teams. Seattle, the picture of consistency. All 11th. All 11th. All 11th. 11th. I looked at it Overall, 11th offense, 11th defense, 11th special team. I'll take it. If you are the 11th team in DVOA and you're playing the 28th team in DVOA, you should ruin their day. Another thing, Kevin,
0: what, what do the 49ers do good on offense? Uh nothing. George Kittle. That's it. Yeah. It's a it's a they one to tight ends. It's a one man offense and it's a a
1: sick Bobby on him and we're a, fine.
0: It's a fast tight end, which I think that we can do. Delano Hill, Brad McDougal, however you want to decide to beat that. There's only one guy you gotta scheme against. The rest of the team is boring. Breda is really efficient, but because he's so tiny, that you can't put any kind of load on him otherwise he
1: gets hurt and Dante Pettis might give us a little bit of trouble because he's quick he's good on pa- uh, crossing routes Yeah, so he, runs so across he might the field have a couple for, of for
0: some reason our guys really struggle with that uh San Francisco is
1: 29th versus the deep pass
0: Uh-oh. so Uh-oh. uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we went we went over those deep passing stats earlier Kevin this seems like it might be bad for them
1: so what seems likely to happen here if I had to pick a narrative for this game it's going to be Seattle comes out and runs the ball a little more than we probably want them to. Uh, defense is able to mostly shut them down, maybe allows a field goal or something. And uh, I'm going to go straight into my score out of this, by the way. Uh, wait, and, wait, 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 i got
0: I to gotta ask you a question, Kevin.
1: Okay, so wait, Nick, real quick. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins? Is he a, uh, a
0: sub-above?
1: Southern Mississippi <laughs> sub Nick Mullins? Is he a sub-above, Kevin? Four he, is years a he is a sub-above. You think he's a sub-above? I like him. I, I like don't. Nick Mullins. Is he above Kyle Shanahan? Hall
0: of Famer Garipalo? Kyle Shannon's quote this week about Nick Mullins from last week. I don't think he played very good last week. No shit, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> he played horrible. <laughs> it was so bad.
1: I like I like Nick Mullins. You guys can eat it. I, I'm all about my CUSA players. Yeah, you just want you deal with it,
0: Kevin. This is a that's a heart pick. That's not a, that's not a head pick. It's all heart. <laughs> Kevin, go with the heart, heart pick. yards. All right, Kevin, uh, give, go ahead and give us your pick now. All
1: right, so. Uh Nick type Bullen of game where above. you get like, a, they're going to get like a field goal in the first half, maybe two, and they'll get like a dumb touchdown in the fourth quarter when no one cares anymore. And Seattle's going to come out, run the ball down their throat, probably get like a first drive touchdown, maybe stall out once or twice in the first half after that. It's going to go into halftime like 17-3, to three, and they're just going to roll it up like 27-10. So I have Seahawks
0: 27-10. Uh, I got 31-6. to six. Uh, uh, I, I, so, I'm i so confident in this score. I don't know why. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's irrational. Bet the Seahawks minus the number. Go. Go, Eric. Uh,
2: 37 to 9 in the Richard Sherman revenge game. All right. But do we do we throw on Richard Sherman?
1: 37? No, because he's injured. Oh, I thought he was playing. Dick Sherman? Uh, Dick
0: Sherman's not playing in this game. I thought he was back. Oh, is he, he back? back? Yeah, because no, remember, no one two one's
2: two games. Like no one yeah. last week, no one was throwing to him.
0: Dave Wyman wrote an article today called "Why Seahawks Can Take Advantage of Richard Sherman." I don't know if you know this, Dave, but uh, Richard Sherman has like the best DVOA any cornerback in the NFL this year. He's like the only player on the 49ers who's playing good. I still think Lockett could burn him deep, though. That's yeah, that's true. He's... That's how you take advantage. All right. Hey, Lockett, run a go. Okay, Kevin, let's do let's do uh, the championship week college football. All right. If
1: you like points, watch Oklahoma Texas. That's my, that's my tip. Do you uh, like points? If you do, do you think football is fun? If you think football is fun, you should watch Texas versus Oklahoma at 9 a.m. on Saturday on ABC. You should watch Memphis at UCF. uh, That's the American Athletic Championship game at 1230. I'm giving you a day here, by the way. Oh, nice. So you get to watch Texas versus Oklahoma, then Memphis versus UCF, and then you can round it off with Fresno State at Boise State for the Mountain West Championship as the Mountain Mountain West takes on the West Mountain West. Oh yeah, I in the about. battle of the greatest division names ever. I like it, how you called them out. Yeah, Albertson do you Stadium. Know what, do you know what uh, Atlantic the Atlantic Coast Conferences has? Atlantic and Coastal. The Atlantic oh, and Coastal. The, co- the, the this year the Atlantic
0: winner was Pittsburgh and the Coastal winner was. Uh, no, the Coastal winner was Pittsburgh. Oh, and then the,
1: yeah, the Clemson. Those uh, was the Atlantic. Well,
0: that's better than the Big Twelve, Big Ten. Sorry, uh, Legends
1: and Leaders. They don't do that anymore. Thank God. They finally did East and West. Legends <laughs> and Leaders was the dumbest thing ever.
0: I loved it. Legends and Leaders. That's a, that's a, a very, very SEC to thing to say. The Pac-12 championship. Those teams. The first game between those two teams was excellent. So
1: the reason why I'm saying if you want to watch really fun games, you should watch those three because they should be really pointsy and fun. Alabama, Georgia are two extremely good teams. Um, go ahead and I, I I like to call that my uh, my last channel game which is when UCF and Memphis are on uh, commercial on his UC- last if channel UCF over there. UCF can get
0: away, even though their quarterbacks hurt, maybe they can run away with it.
1: Yeah, even though they'll never make the playoffs, even if their quarterback was healthy because the system's rigged. And then on Friday night, you can watch Utah versus Washington yeah. in the Pac-12 championship game, which that first game, as Nathan just alluded to, was a really good football game. Yeah, yeah They should also be really Utah good, should have, Utah should have, have gotten
0: like, better since then. Utah should have played way better in that game, but they like had like a... R- Really fluky, weird fumble play. Remember that? Yeah, Where that the I... guy the guy was running and then he just like threw the ball or lost the ball for no reason and then they you you a... Yeah, got the it. defensive
1: player? I love uh, that shit. Yeah, it was so because college. like a three hundred pound guy was running with the ball and he squeezed it like Lenny squeezing a rabbit <laughs> and then <it just laughs> he popped out and then
0: they didn't and then they got the ball back but then they kicked a or they yeah, didn't they score. Kicking a field goal no they didn't even or, no they didn't score they didn't because, even score or they went four um, on fourth down or something. also
1: their their quarterback was actively trying to get their best wide right receiver murdered by just like throwing the ball up over the middle uh, do you know. Uh, so the strong safety for University of Washington, his name is JoJo McIntosh. Do you know what his nickname is? Uh,
0: JoJo, friendly fire. Oh, I, I wow! Because you have jo- to JoJo's
1: stay Australian. out of his way because he will blast the whole middle of the field. And he it's is longer the Dub's camp chancellor. Uh, and so you don't throw over the middle and leave it. You don't throw high over the middle my, against the guy whose nickname is Friendly
0: Fire. My favorite thing from last week of uh, college football, Kevin, was that like during the West Virginia Oklahoma game, people are tweeting out like, "Look at all these points. This is barely football." And then this this uh, Texas A M LSU game, people are like, "This is the greatest thing that's ever happened." And I'm like, "This is exactly like the Oklahoma." No, Virginia- it's not.
1: No, no, because Oklahoma West Virginia was two good offenses. LSU Texas A&M was two horrible teams. They're, they're they had not they had 74-72 was the final. Did you know that neither quarterback threw for more than like 300 yards? Yeah, it was great. It was so funny. It was the worst football game ever. Oh, it was the most entertaining uh, sh- shit show that I've ever That football watched. game was like The Walking <laughs> every, Dead. Every it overtime it went 8 seasons and you wanted to quit after three, but you were stuck. At the end of every overtime, I'm like, to. I'm like messing Nathan was like, hate-washing this end, game. <laughs> and so was the nation. It was
0: just like, I'm like, please let it be over. And then they're tie it. And I'm like, no, why? It just keeps going. It's it one never of my favorite ends.
1: messages that made, out, made it out there was, how do I show on Facebook that um, I'm okay after surviving the LSU-Texas A&M game? Yeah, the...
0: The end of regulation was like what thirty one thirty one, and the only reason Adam even got to overtime was because of like it was because he weir- threw a
1: pick, he weird- but it was a bad snap, and his knee touched the ground yep. when he fielded the bad snap like a grounder. So the game winning interception. So the the only good thing about this game it was came- that Ed Orgeron had to stand on the sideline after getting a Gatorade bath for seven for overtimes. seven overtimes and a loss. That's a that's an ultimate come on man right there. <laughs> that like, is come so on bad. man, like that's pretty bad. Uh, okay.
0: The, the LSU's last two-point conversion attempt, too, was literally <laughs> the worst football play I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: All right, take it to the money zone, Nathan. Let's do it. All right, so
0: we want to uh, – you want to support the CXNest podcast. We know you do. You want to be like Forrest, Richard, Tom, Lucas, Kerry, Chuck Atilla, Kieran, Brett, Mike, David, Mirza, Keith, Arthur, Frank, Michelle, and, and Nick. You want to give us some of your hard-earned cash every month. Listen to our Picks podcast, which we do every, every – pre-week and also during the summer we do like some extra little uh, kind of for fun specials uh yeah that's the seahawks nest patreon.com slash seahawks nest but maybe you're poor and you like want to support us another way head to twitter.com slash seahawks nest facebook.com slash the seahawks nest itunes stitcher soundcloud wherever you find your podcast go over there and give us five stars it helps us more than you think um it's very motivating 45 five star ratings only only 24 to go so uh,
1: this magic number. Yeah,
0: that's the. I want to get to the sex number, guys. So, so, so. <laughs> a gronking to and then, remember. And then once a we get to that number, to then we'll have only 387. However
1: many makes 420. 420 exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys know me too well. I am I, a 13 year old boy. So, that's the, right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are just, uh, what, 52. 2 years away from Nathan's favorite day. That's April 20th, 2069. That's yeah, got Scott survived.
0: It's the best day ever. Uh all right. So anyway, the uh let's get into it. Movie club. I wanted to uh to get back to our roots. To... So we're doing roots. Nope, we are not oh, doing roots. Okay. No. I want I wanted to do like an 80s action or an 80s, 70s, 80s, or 90s action movie. Yeah, recently okay, we've been doing
2: like uh, we the star do an action of this movie that came out last week. I was What's in a movie one? three weeks ago
0: and we're going to review it. So I wanted to go, to go into like a, like an old movie. And so I'm going to do a movie that um, maybe is going to make someone mad. I don't know. We're going to talk about Roadhouse. <laughs> 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 mad? <laughs> Eric is the most excited he's the- ever been. In his entire life, there, I have so many things to say about Roadhouse, but Eric, I want you to start us off. Tell us just your what are you thinking right now? Now that you 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 made an
2: audible gasp when I told you we were doing Roadhouse. All right, truth, true story. Uh, my friend burned this movie for me a long time ago. <laughs> okay, and he didn't write anything, so he said this is Roadhouse, and I wrote the greatest movie ever made question mark on the on the front of the DVD. That's. <laughs> I, I may still have it somewhere. Uh, where do you want me to start? Where do you want me to? start? Let's
0: well, just start out. He. Uh, this is the, Patrick oh, Swayze oh, plays like a wait, bouncer. Wait, wait, wait. Patrick
2: Swayze bouncer. never looks shorter Everyone in another stop. movie. This is the most ridiculous plot for a movie you can ever think of. Yes, Nathan, it's about a bouncer, but it's not just about a bouncer. He's a. I he believe you a, mean a, a cooler. Yes, he's got a mysterious past too. Like, this is a movie about a guy he carries his own medical records who's in his vehicle, trying to. Make the double deuce nightclub. Yeah, double, a it's great a, double deuce. a great
1: nightclub. That's in, right. It's in deuce Jasper it's. in Jasper, Missouri, too. It's in, <laughs> in it's,
2: Jasper it's, it's in the
0: middle of nowhere.
1: That's like one of my favorite things. A That's, tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. And this is
2: the best part. The very beginning he's like, I want you to be the cooler in my bar. And anyone watching this for the first time is like, What's a cooler? And then he's like yeah, there's like lore this is like <laughs> this is the penny comic equivalent of John Wick It's the rounders of bouncing movies Uh for, and for some reason he's like Pat Garrett's the best I'm not the best and he's like I think you're the best
1: and was like who's
2: the best bouncer how do they
1: how do they determine these We're things We're going to talk about Sam Elliott off camera before you know it's Sam. Elliott. Yes,
0: which Sam Elliott? Oh, Sam Elliott's
2: the old cooler.
0: He's yes. like he's he's, he's a He's like a past his prime, but he's a teaser. He's I, I believe he's very clearly nails, the though.
2: Obi-Wan. Which he's the best cooler, by the way. He is working at the world's shittiest titty bar in some small city with. In you see Podunk,
1: Tucket. Yes. Louisiana. Louisiana. But he's the best, Kevin. He is the best.
0: I mean, let's be honest. Is at it? the at the Cooler Olympics. Here's my question. Which is on ESPN <laughs> right
1: after the Lumberjack is, Championship. Is Roadhouse a good he bad movie? He won both the fat guy Tussle <laughs> and Stop. And stop this.
0: <laughs> off this tangent. It's too much. Back to the movie. K- K- Roadhouse. Is it a good bad movie or just a, a just a good movie?
1: It's a good bad movie. It's a good bad movie. Easily good bad movie.
2: All right. I mean, Kevin made the joke about Kevin uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Swayze has never He's, been shorter, but that's because there's a running gag in the movie where everyone meets him and goes, "You know, I thought you'd be taller." And then, yes. and then somehow Patrick Swayze constantly smirks. He's like, Hmm. He has
1: this great like Yeah but my dick's big look on his face every single time yeah, It's does, really good Why is
0: Patrick Swayze like so famous in this movie Like everyone seems to know him or have
2: heard of well, him It's because it came after Dirty Dancing
0: No no I mean like <laughs> the character in the movie
2: like, Everyone's heard of this It's because he because it was on ESPN cooler. on the cooler Olympics. Everyone saw this movie He you was the gold medalist It's because this movie was seen In the 250 pound lady everyone. wrestle Everyone saw this And Everyone loved it. They just won't admit it. Because um, it, it came after Dirty Dancing, and this was like... But there's, there's a break. where he
1: pushes a stuffed bear on a fat guy and kills him? Uh, no, right? he doesn't kill him. He no. just he, he kills it, him it falls right The guy clearly poops himself. Can, can it's I, implied
0: that there's poop I'm going to go over this, because The Ringer wrote a great article about this, but <laughs> here's here's eight mind-blowing things that happened in the first 15 minutes of this movie, okay? Okay. A man puts a $100 bill on the table. A woman stabs it for some reason. Then the man kicks her chair over, causing her to fall backwards. When bouncers come to throw him out, he punches one of them in the face, then grabs the knife, uses it to stab Dalton in the arm, saying, I've always wanted to try you, Dalton. <laughs> as his motivation. And then
2: Swayze doesn't even flinch. I know. Wait, can I guess one thing that's on that list? He escorts him out of the bar and stitches up his wound in the back office. By himself. That's when, yes. that's when the owner of the Double Deuce comes to recruit him. On that list is... Wait, wait, Patrick Swayze. He's waving. also wearing white pants. Is this where he throws his keys? Yes, he throws his keys, keys to a hobo. To a he, he
0: uncovers a, a Mercedes Benz, and then they never explain. It. And he says, "The car is yours now," and they never explain it.
2: And it's <laughs> it's an old, it's like an old black guy who's in. Uh, he's in weird science. He's like an old blues guy, who's like. What am I supposed to do with this? So when he goes to the first... <laughs> he's goes an, an the, Action Jackson. When he
0: first goes to the Double Deuce, a bunch of bikers are standing outside and they're like, what's wrong with Detroit cars when they see him in his Mercedes? <laughs> they get really mad at him about not driving an American car. Just yes. A bunch of ridiculous... Um, the Double Deuce band is led by a blind man. Jeff Jeff Healy. Let's just uh, go with that. He was an
2: actual... He's an actual musician who died. He was... Uh, that He was... No, this is not a joke. He had a blindness that he had when he was a kid. It's like a tumor. That caused a blindness, and he had like a short life. He died when he was forty oh, something. Don't they throw beer
0: bottles at him all the time? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Okay. And then, uh, woman pulls a lot of and cash. He from plays her-
2: behind chicken wire.
0: A woman play uh, pulls a lot of cash from her bra to pay for drugs from her waitress. Yep. Yes. Um, a woman orders a vodka rocks at the bar, and the man sitting her next to her says, "Hey, vodka rocks. What do you say you and me get get nipple to nipple."
2: Oh, I, I have not that's known not this a,
0: That's not a real phrase. <laughs> nope, it's not. That's, now i got to go home right and watch this.
1: Uh, the owner of the Double I wonder du- if they get nipple to nipple at the cooler Uh The
0: owner of the Double Deuce uses Sharpie to change yes. a message to say, for a great Buick, call 555. Yes, so I, I make this joke all the
2: time. I want to... I, I, I've done this once in my life where I've seen graffiti that says, for a nice fuck, call this number. And yes, he changes it to Buick, and I just think that's the dumbest gag, but it's great what, to What do. about
0: what about this? The lady then this is it. The lady offers a pair of attitudes to a random guy at a bar, telling him for twenty bucks he can kiss him here and now. No, no, then no. The guy then the guy says he can't afford it, and all hell
2: breaks loose. This is, this is the, now you're glossing over a great scene because there's some guy who's negotiating this, and he's like, uh, <clears throat> he's like, I'll let you touch him. He's like, oh wow. And he's like, well, come on, aren't you going to kiss him? He goes. I can't. Why can't you give them? Because I ain't got twenty bucks. And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I mean this this movie had just
0: so many crazy things. It's, so it's wait, wait 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 wait
1: It's so dumb. Let's just say this. it's in, so it's set in
0: rural Missouri. The Let's thing that you
1: also need to have in this is in the first like twenty five minutes of the movie, this is basically, uh, Dalton is doing like kitchen nightmares, trashy honky tonk yes. bar edition. He like fires the waitresses for like not doing things. What about the guy who gets rid of the for front of skimming house, the bar? For skimming the bar, gets rid of the front out. Like We saw alcohol here, alcohol here,
2: not drugs. And he points to the door and she just like walks off all angry.
1: Yeah, it's so it's it and then he gets rid of the person who's like the cousin of the guy who ends up being the main yeah. antagonist of the rest of the movie. And so but just the fact that they pull off pull off this like Kitchen nightmares thing at the beginning of this well, ridiculous he, action movie is amazing.
2: Do you know? Do you, remember, do you remember Dalton's rules? No, I don't remember what they are. No. Okay, number one, be nice. You ask him to leave. You be nice. If he will not leave, you get another bouncer, and you will both be nice. No one does anything till I do anything. And then one guy raises a hand. and He says, uh, "How do we know when that is?" <laughs> and Dalton goes. I'll let you know it's that baby Huey guy yeah. that does what it What did he say like
0: I want you to I want you to be nice until it's time not to be not nice not to be nice
2: that's yes <laughs> but then that's uh then there's some wisdom some guy goes what if somebody calls my mama a whore and <laughs> Dalton just goes is she <laughs> <laughs> And the guy just gets really mad. <laughs> what,
0: what about that part where the guy drives up destroys all the cars by driving a monster truck through like a car lot? Yep, that's a thing that
2: happens. That's uh, that happens all the time in the South I hear.
1: Yeah, it's a the little known fact that was actually Ashley Schaefer BMW. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to no think of anything there's anything else
0: we didn't mention other than the fact that literally there's a scene where where Patrick Swayze rips a dude's throat out. Yep, well before he that does happens. that,
2: that guy does say something really weird to him. That I won't, I won't repeat because I'll let Kevin do it. But uh, doesn't he say like? Doesn't he say like? Uh, he uh, said I used to f guys like you in prison. Yes. To which, that's just an odd thing to write because I'll say this: you can watch. Uh, so I wrote that in a script. <laughs> you can watch Star Wars. You could like Star Wars, but let's face it: that scrolling at the beginning of most Star Wars movies—it's a pretty thing uh, about writing. It's a petty thing. It's lazy. It's basically like here's an exposition of everything that's happened. Roadhouse in the first ten minutes lays out the universe, and you get it just like that. This is
1: what I'm telling you, this is like Penny John Wick. Yeah, they like you. You you experience this life, and also you have to remember he uh, doesn't he murder the old man. Who he's staying with. No, in the no, barn. I think the old man, uh, sets Red. Because he his house on fire and everything. Red's the, hold on, Red. Does Red live? I thought Red died. No, Red, Red is the guy who owns the liquor
2: shop. I'm sorry, that's yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, no, Red dies because they blow up his uh, hardware store. Oh, he does, he, they all live because he's there after the bear falls on. The guy. The guy's, oh, real, the guy's right. real name is also Red, just so you know. That's, that's now my favorite not, fact. Not surprising.
0: Um, he looks like a Red. Okay, uh, when interviewed by oh, Anthony nice. Bourdain, Bill Murray lauded the film as, ...unappreciated with a complex plot and respect among <laughs> actors in the film industry since it's released. Kelly Lynch told the A.B. Club, every time Roadhouse is on and he, Bill Murray, or one of his idiot brothers are watching TV... ...and they're always watching TV, one of them calls my husband and says, in a reasonable approximation, Carl's up from trash check, Kelly's having sex with Patrick Swayze right now. They're doing it. He's throwing her against the rocks. <laughs> but is and, she married to Bill Murray? <laughs> and we are going to uh, to end it right. That's good. To, wow. We're Perfect gonna note. End it right there. So, uh, for Eric Ronbeck, for Kevin Garber, we will see you guys next week. Go Hawks!
2: But I'm on a break. <laughs>
1: And my friends with me. Well, I ain't got nothing but a little soul, a little tune to play to make the good times roll.